Hey everybody, welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker, here with John and Jenny. Hey guys. What's up, Parker? Hey. We have a, an exciting episode today. We are going in-depth with our friends from Cincinnati Distilling. We, As you may remember, we did a bonus episode. We had a couple things from them we tried that, uh, that Jenny had procured down there. Um, Jenny got a chance to meet with a, a member of the staff over there. Uh, Jenny, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was um, going... Well, they reached out to us after we did the episode. They reached out on Instagram and... Um, Josh from down there who does all their marketing offered, um, a chance for us to come down and do an interview with them on site. Um, and so they still don't have their distillery built. Um, if you remember from our previous episode, they're working on building a new one in a different location, but, um, they're, they have like a family of distilleries and breweries. So I was able to meet at one of their breweries and we got to taste a few things and talk about the brand. So, um, that was really, really great to do. And, um, I'm looking forward to letting you guys hear it. Awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. We have a, a bunch of stuff in front of us to try. Today. We sure do. <laughs> a lethal amount. Really awesome. Things. Um, I think we're burying the lead a little bit. Did you tell the good people, uh, of the exchange we had with the good, great people over at Cincinnati Distilling. Yeah, sure. So, in our, if you remember from our bonus episode, we had see, we saw on their website that they had a hot sauce barrel bourbon, and Parker, you know, made it made his famous comment. You know, they asked if they could. They never stopped to ask if they should. And um, we made the joke in that in that scenario. That I wasn't joking. We should. Um, trade a bottle of Malort for the hot sauce barrel bourbon. And literally that's like what Josh led with when he reached out to me on Instagram. It was like, Oh, we'll totally trade you a bottle of Malort. Like that was like, he was fired up about that. So, um, (laughs) so, uh, we did trade that bottle that did happen. Um, because it is illegal to sell Malort outside Chicago. Is that, (laughs) yeah, it's only, only barter. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so we did do that, but, um, but no, we I got a lot of great information for us, and I think that you guys will like to hear it. Well, hope so. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure it's great. But I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to try it, and I'm excited to hear all about it. And it's just so cool that, uh, honestly, that the Malort trade, we got to figure out what other distillers can we tra- <laughs> yeah, trade What Malort other distilleries with? haven't had Malort? <laughs> yeah, fantastic if, stuff. If you haven't oh, had Malort, oh, contact they, us. They had had it and wanted more of it, so that was a little different from listen, what you're imagining. Listen, oh, wow. who doesn't want more Malort? Yeah, I know, It's right? amazing. Right. But uh, yeah, let's listen in to a little of this interview. Uh, take it away, Jenny. Hey guys, Jenny here, and for the first time, we're recording on site. Um, we're at Fig Leaf Brewery, which is affiliated with Cincinnati Distilling, and I've got Josh here from Cincinnati Distilling. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, so tell me a little bit. So like, like I said, we're at Fig Leaf Brewing. Mm-hmm. How are you affiliated to Cincinnati Distilling? How does that work? So the way this all started was uh, it started as March 1st uh, Brewing, which is down in Blue Ash. Um, and then it was Sycamore Distilling, which I think will come up at some point uh, <laughs> in this podcast. Um, and so it started out as a brewery, a distillery, and a cidery. Um, those brands started growing so much, um, and we started looking into ways to uh, increase our capacity. And one of those um, things were looking at acquiring other brands. Um, so since we started, we've acquired Fig Leaf, which is up in Middletown, where we are here. 
Uh, and then there's also um, Woodburn Brewing, which is down in East Walnut Hills in Cincinnati. And then we've also um, acquired Stillwrights Distilling, which is up in Fairborn. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of growing this little family of breweries and distilleries here in in, uh, bleh, in Ohio. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a, that's very cool. Um, tell me more specifically then, um, Cincinnati Distilling. How did it get started, and what's the journey been like for the distillery so far? Yeah, so. Um, the CEO of our company's name is Mark Stuhlreier. Um, he kind of, um, you know, was involved in the corporate world for so long, uh, for his entire life. Um, you know, he kind of built a company up, uh, and he sold it to Comcast and kind of made a little lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it, yeah. (laughs) Um, So he decided that, you know, he was done kind of being in that corporate world. He wanted to do something fun. He wanted to do something that, you know, intrigued him, something that, uh, basically, he doesn't want to. He didn't want to wear a suit anymore, right? He's like, I want to come to work in my jeans and have a good time and do something I want to do. Uh, and the other thing that he's very passionate about is creating jobs, right? So not only is it you know doing what he likes doing and, and, and what he enjoys, but it's hey, I want to bring in a whole team of people who also have the same passions and being able to uh, grow that team, uh, whether it's together or bringing up, bringing in other people. So. That's very cool. Yeah. That's yeah. That's nice to hear, you know, somebody who has that mindset. Um, so I can't help but notice, but it started as Sycamore Distilling, and there's yeah. a change that's being made, and you're moving into a new location. So what's that all about? Uh, well, um, so, I, so I do all of our marketing stuff. The marketing answer is um, it is it's, it's kind of a way to build ourselves on a name that is overnight um, kind of a, a household name, right? Since I distilling, it's easy to remember, it's easy to know where we're at. Um, the more kind of background information, which uh, we don't normally really publicly talk about it, but there's a brewery out there by a similar name gotcha. uh, who got in contact with us about some things. Um, so that's kind of the not fun, um, you know, side of it. Side of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in, in general, I think we're a lot happier with where we are now. And I can't believe no one out there had Cincinnati Distilling locked down. Like, right. what are you yeah. guys doing? So, <laughs> full disclosure, the reason I found out about you guys is like when I go to liquor stores, I'm always looking for something mm-hmm. unique, local, whatever. And I saw Cincinnati Distilling, and those bottles were right next to Sycamore Distilling yeah. stuff. And I did not look at the sycamore distilling stuff i looked at the cincinnati distilling stuff and they're the same logo it's the same logo but it just didn't cross my mind so um i was just like oh cincinnati i'm from cincinnati that's cool i want to try cincinnati whiskey you know like so and then you started digging and yeah you figure out the the you know that all of that stuff that whole shelf was all you guys but Mm -hmm. now i know (laughs) yeah well some of them there there was a transition period um and i don't know if you noticed if if they were there or not Um, but we tried to do our best to have like the bottle tags, bottle hangers that says, Hey, previously known as, and things like that. I gotcha. But I mean, it's hard to get liquor store owners to like put those things on for us. And it's hard for us to get out to every liquor store because, uh, depending on what product you're talking about, we're in almost 300 liquor agencies around Ohio. And that's a, it's a pretty far drive to go to all of them. That's a a big number. That's impressive actually. Um, so Tell me a little bit about you're making a move. You're working on a new facility out mm-hmm. in Milford. So tell me a little bit about that. So this has been almost a three-year process. And I know there's people out there who are like, oh, my God, like, when is this place finally going to open? And it's almost kind of a joke <laughs> uh, locally. But the thing is, so what we did is we bought a 200-year-old building. It was the very first lot in Milford. 
Um, it has the oldest house in Milford on it. Um, and at one time it was owned by a gentleman named Matthias Kugler, um, who was, uh, between him and Christian Waldschmidt, the Waldschmidt Kugler family, uh, they were the first kind of distillers, um, in, in the Cincinnati area, but they were kind of like, they had a huge, um, business. It wasn't just distilleries. Distilleries were actually a minor part of it. I mean, they were, um, they had paper mills, they had, um, pig farms, they had, I mean, you name it. They were like little mini, you know, Rockefellers here in Cincinnati. Um, so, you know, we were looking for a place to be um, the home of Cincinnati Distilling. Well, or should I say it was Sycamore when we first started. Um, and, you know, because it's very hard to um, connect the dots when you walk into, a, you know, March 1st or Fig Leaf or anywhere where people are like, wait a second you you make those uh you know bourbons and whiskeys and stuff like that so it's very important for us to have a home for um the distilling side of things um because it is it, it will uh, basically become the place where we can educate uh people on what we're doing have people come in and try things uh and kind of be like an epicenter of of community over in milford so all right so let's talk a little bit about the spirits so mm-hmm. One of the things that we found really unique about the mash bill that you guys have is every single mash bill of every one of your mm-hmm. um, liquors, or at least most of them, is include, it includes 1% Ohio apples. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. Where, where did that come from? So um, the, the one of the first spirits that we ever uh, made was the Ohio Applejack Whiskey, um, which is 100% Ohio apples. I mean, basically, it's an apple brandy. Um, we didn't make it as an Applejack. I'm sure you're familiar with, you yeah. know, freeze distilling and all that stuff. Uh, although I would really love to do an actual freeze distilled Applejack. That'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's a way for us to kind of pay homage to like where where we are from. I mean, obviously, um, you know, 100%, like it, it doesn't have 100%, you know, Ohio grains and malts and stuff like that. I mean, some some of it is. Um, but it's just kind of a way to kind of, um, put our own little signature on what we do. Right. Yeah. Uh, when you look at, um, and forgive me, I believe it, is it angels envy? Do they finish their stuff in port barrels? I believe, or something like that. Um, it's kind of, That's I, I want to say it's a, my husband. Yeah. He's so here right now. <laughs> I might be incorrect, but I, I want to say it's, it's angels envy or there's another brand out there where sure. they finish a lot of their bourbon uh, in port barrels. We generally like things that are finished in port barrels. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, I should have poured one of those, but not too late. We got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just a way for us to kind of put our little signature on everything that we do. That's awesome. So, so you've got your small batch bourbon, American whiskey, rye whiskey going on here. Mm-hmm. Do you, what are what are your thoughts? How did those were the was the bourbon the first of the things that was distilled here or? Uh, the bourbon was, um, and then you, you, so we had the whiskey, the whiskey was the very first product that we, uh, released. Um, although that was a 10 year whiskey and obviously a lot of people out there go, wait a second, you haven't been around for 10 years. Um, but we did what a lot of other, um, distilleries out there do. We do, um, some sourcing, uh, Mm -hmm. especially for our older products. Um, so the very first whiskey we did was an MGP whiskey, Mm -hmm. Uh um, which, I'm sure everyone out there is familiar with what they are and yeah. what they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, the bourbon is like kind of the bread and butter of what we do. It's, the, it's what we are striving to be known for. Um, you know, and we do have our higher end, you know, single barrels and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, at least as of this very recording, we're not looking to bust doors down and be that, you know, $200 aftermarket bottle. Like we want to be your everyday drinker. Absolutely. You know, we're not trying to be, you know, high end and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. We're going to do some high end stuff as things go on, but. Sure. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a good bourbon yeah. for, yeah, you know, like the, the, Parker and I are always looking for, and John, we're always looking for bottles that are under $40 mm-hmm. and are good. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't That's... have to be the best thing on the planet, but it's something that we can sit there and we can drink and mm-hmm. we don't feel like we're being extravagant, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I, you know, I, I don't speak for everybody, but as the marketing guy, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I would rather someone hit us up every few weeks for a bottle right. than, you know, someone who might buy one at Christmas time for their family member that, mm-hmm. you know, you can still do that. You can still come get like a single barrel, you know, 12 year MGP, you know, whiskey, um, that we do. And eventually when we've been in business for 12 years, you can get one of our 12 year, yeah, <laughs> you know, whiskeys, but, sure. uh, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if we're your daily driver, we're doing exactly what I want us to be doing. Well, let's dive in here. So, so first of all, we have to address, we did a little bonus episode a little while back where we discussed the, the hot sauce barrel bourbon mm-hmm. that you guys had put out. And we also joked that we would trade a bottle of Malort for mm-hmm. a bottle of hot sauce barrel bourbon. And I'm happy to mm-hmm. announce that that trade has occurred. We're going to do it. So, well, I haven't given it to you, <laughs> well, but I, yeah. by the time we get out of this table. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But we do have a taste of it right here. But yes. my question is, should we taste that last? Absolutely last. <laughs> okay. 100%. <laughs> all right. So we will get to that. All right. So a couple of the ones that we have out here are the cask edition bourbons. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of different ones here. Um, tell me a little bit about that line of bourbon. Uh, so we, so when you look at bourbon uh, or whiskey or I mean spirits in general, well, should I say aged spirits, non non gins and non um, you know spiced things, spice rum. Um, it's hard. It's all right. Hey, we're on, we're on site. We're, There's some noises happening we're here. We're in a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we kind of approached the cask-aged uh, or cask-finished bourbons as we would, like, uh, looking at ourselves as a craft brewery, right? Um, you know, you can have a stout and you can throw a bunch of stuff in it and make it different, or you can do, like, an IPA with different fruits and things like that. And we said, wait a second, uh, why don't we take our bourbon uh, our flagship product and let's finish it in fun barrels because we as a brewery have a lot of contacts with people who resell different barrels you know whether they're rum barrels tequila barrels port barrels hot sauce barrels like you know anything like that right um, so it's a way to be um, really creative uh, without you know the only other way to be creative is changing a mash bill or maybe aging uh your barrels in a different place or keeping them warmer or making them cooler or, you know it's just a way to have fun and kind of think outside the box and do things that uh none of the big guys are going to spend time doing right and so. i love that i love how, i love how creative the whole spirits world has really mm-hmm. gotten and you know figuring out different ways that they can age their spirits in in different creative ways this one is a fig leaf imperial stout um, which was finished in black solstice barrels. 
Uh, so this, the March 1st uh, version of this bourbon won a gold medal at the U.S. Open uh, last year. And this year, the uh, stout uh, cask of this was aged and won a gold medal. So this is a double gold medal product, I guess, if you want to go backwards. Very cool. Very cool. It smells, it smells like butterscotch. It smells like bourbon to me. Oh, wow. You can definitely taste the stout in that, for sure. Yeah, it's got that um, malty, roasty, like mm -hmm. a darker roasty malt. Yeah. Um, in it. Like roasted marshmallow or something. Roasted, I don't know. I'm going to be totally honest, and this is bad bad for me. This is actually the first time I've tried this exact uh, <laughs> bourbon. Um, I love the March 1st one, and ha this one is pretty good. Happening live right. on Chai Spirits, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really good, though. I'm a big fan of this. Yeah, it's, um, for me... Um, it's still that daily driver, mm -hmm. daily drinker, um, but with enough of that kind of roasty complexity to kind of like keep you interested in it. Um, you know, I know there's some bourbons out there who are kind of like maybe single or dual layered that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to call them boring, yeah. um, but this kind of just adds that little blip of excitement as you drink it. Yeah, you definitely get, I mean, I have never tried Black Solstice, but it's like, I just because Guinness is kind of not a very, it doesn't have a ton of flavor to it, you know? I mm -hmm. kind of just feel like I get a hint of Guinness on it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very much like Guinness. Yeah. Um, if anything, it's it's a little more roasty okay. and a little that more heavy sense. than Guinness. Yeah, makes sense based um, on that. That's really cool. Yeah, so when they made that beer, it's actually made for bourbon barrels. We do sell it, or you can get it out of bourbon barrels, um, but anytime we make that beer, a big chunk of it goes into barrels. Well, some really cool stuff there. Uh, that Stout Barrel bourbon sounds fantastic. It really was. Um, it was great. I am sorry to say we don't have that in front of us right now. We um, have some other stuff, though. But we've got a bunch of other cool stuff from yep, their from that their. That me cask and Josh edition. did not even talk about, so yeah. here we go. Yes, yeah, so we've got some stuff from their cask edition line. Uh, Jenny, why don't you tell us what's up first? Yeah, so we actually have three of the four in front of us. We So we have one, their port edition, so finished in port barrels. We have their uh, coffee flavored, which I think Parker is most excited. I'm on about. record preferring Starboard. Go on. Um, we'll see. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Someone is going to laugh at the joke one time. And in then my life. we have the hot sauce barrel bourbon, which we've mentioned before, but we're going to save that one for the end of the episode. So right now, in front of us, we have the port finished um, bourbon. So um, let's give it a smell. It smells great right off the bat. Um, the nose, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm trying to pick up. It's got um, like a, a, a like a depth of character to some some deep fruit to it. Yeah, like like dark fruit. Yeah, like 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 dark cherries, like a Luxardo cherry. Oh yeah, definitely cherry is what I'm getting on that. Now I just want an old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> it does it does smell like an old fashioned. It's got kind of a sweet. It has a, it definitely has a sugary smell to it. Yeah. Everyone's trying it, waiting for John's reaction. <laughs> no, it really is. That's wonderful. Uh, That's I, put, a, I put cyanide in John's glass. Yeah. It actually tastes pretty sweet, but coming from a port barrel, that makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of um, the barrel comes through. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. Did they, sorry, go on, John. This yeah. says uh, that it's aged a minimum of two years, right? Um, I believe, I think it might be three. Well, I, I know that they have to put on the label that uh, if it's uh, less than two or less than four, they have to, but it says aged two plus years, so it could be three. A lot of oh, times, two plus years. Okay, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. A lot of times you cut CYA, you put on the label yeah. that so that if it is three, hey, that's a bonus for the drinker. Yeah. 
But that it, is that is very good though. I like it. Mm-hmm. I that, think that was very well done. I'm still getting some of that cherry on the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, pretty long finish. Yeah, that's a really pleasant mm-hmm. sip, mm-hmm. and it's at 90 proof. I believe so. Yes, 90 proof. I don't know that I would use that for an old fashioned though, because it already has enough sweetness going on in it. Yeah. Uh, you, no, I would just drink this. Neat, just, yeah. Neat. Or on is. the rocks, however you like it. Yeah. It, one ice cube maybe, but no, no more. No wrong way to drink whiskey. Doesn't need to be in a cocktail to be enjoyed. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But no, that's really nice. I'm really impressed, actually. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we've got the coffee edition of the cask edition uh, line here. Um, now, I love coffee, as you know. Yeah, Parker loves his coffee. As do all of my coworkers. It really puts um, you out to not be drinking coffee during these episodes. So mm-hmm. this coffee edition bourbon was aged in La Terza coffee barrels. I don't know the brand La Terza coffee, but... Um, you probably should have done some research on that. Sorry about that, La Terza. Yeah. I assume you're a local coffee place. I get the idea based on the rest of what they do. They like to make everything local with I, their Ohio apples and everything else. So I'm guessing that is something local. You don't think it's like a sister of Lavazza coffee? Mm-mm. <laughs> I do not, John. Thank you, though. <laughs> like two or three steps up from Folgers. Nothing against Folgers. It's the Pass best part of around. Uh, yeah, that is in Cincinnati, Ohio. I do. I vaguely remember us talking about La Terza when we did the bonus, the bonus episode. episode. I, I remember um, us. I know we had it open yeah. on that. So but yeah. next time we're in Cincinnati, um, we're going to stop at La Terza and get some coffee. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah. All right. So coffee, bourbon. Let's give it a smell. Nin- 90 proof. 90. Oh, you can smell coffee, man. Yeah, there is a lot of coffee in this. I am here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're recording this at night. <laughs> hey, I'm, there's never a wrong time to drink coffee. Mm-hmm. That's not correct. Wow, that tastes a lot like a uh, like a coffee uh, cordial or like a coffee cocktail. It doesn't even. It, t- it almost reminds me of. Have you ever had any of those like a cider that is like that has coffee flavor? Not yet. So I've had some like that. It's like it's it's like a kind of a very light bourbon that has some coffee flavor to it. Um, I also get ideas like that from when you get like a lighter beer that has a coffee or coffee flavor to it or something like that. Oh, it I've reminds that. me of those sorts of things. Yeah. This reminds me of that. Definitely. The lighter yeah. beer with that coffee. I'm trying to remember who did that. There was one that was like one of the first on our, had... on our Christmas beer episode. We yeah. talked about that. But I mean, there was one before that and okay. I'll remember it later, but it's okay. Parker is a I long pause. This. I absolutely love this. This, I mean, I, as it's well known, I love coffee. And we're definitely going to this coffee place next time we're in Cincinnati. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, I don't know, the, the the combination of coffee and whiskey, I'm not going to lie, I was a little hesitant when sure. going into this. I'm like, ah, is that going to be any good? This is awesome. It's interesting um, how it, like the, wow. the flavor like bounces around my tongue. Like I feel like it, like it, I feel it over here, then I feel it up here, and yeah. then I feel it's like, it's well, very interesting. It's, it's 90 proof. It's still really subtle. And you get like, it's the perfect amount of coffee I'm getting on it. It's not like overwhelming sure. the coffee. It's not too subtle. It's like the perfect balance of whiskey coffee, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think that La Terza uh, must have like a really nice acidity to it too because there's something that I'm getting here that's almost like tangy. It's really enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with Parker. I really like the balance because it still tastes like bourbon. The coffee isn't overpowering, but yet, you know, the bourbon's not overpowering either. Um, so we it's to, really we, well done. We need to put this in a revolver. Absolutely, you do. Why would you put it in a gun? It's a cocktail, John. Um, One of of Parker's favorite cocktails is a revolver. Which is bourbon, coffee liqueur, and orange bitters. Oh. 
And I would I feel love like you could, try this. You could probably f- lighten up the coffee liqueur. Yeah, you have the coffee liqueur. Yeah. More bourbon, more which bourbon. is always the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, the Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. And then a little, How could you argue with and that? And then like a little orange zest for garnish. Um, yeah. It's perfect. Beautiful. What I So, are, I mean, what I'm getting is, I'm getting the coffee taste on the end of this, which makes it kind of nice to like, you know, with maybe a younger spirit, I think that coffee could be a really good way to make that, what can be sometimes an unpleasant finish, kind of take a side seat. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think the coffee is really doing a lot of the, I don't want to say that because it's, it's aged two years according to the bottle here. Um, it's honestly, I've had two year bourbon that was like, this is way too young. Yeah. And I'm not like saying this, that this is, no, too no, young. no, I, no, I agree. Like this is, this is not that this is like, it, it, maybe the coffee's doing a little of the lifting on this, but it is a great combination of these two. Yeah, things. I think they start off with a good spirit. Really well done. Yeah, because yeah. you know we've had some some small distilleries and some two year old uh, whiskeys that, yeah, that just. Were, did, I don't even no. know if a coffee barrel could help them. Yeah, and if you listen to the bonus episode, we listen to their or we taste their like their original, their OG bourbon, and it's good. Like it's it's a very good bourbon. So yeah, good jumping off point for all these other creative, more creative, you know, versions. It's like a cocktail. You can't have a good cocktail without a good spirit. Yeah, mm. absolutely. No, great job, guys. This, you guys killed it on this one. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. What do we have next? So next up, um, Josh and I talk about the rye um, options that they have. They have a rye whiskey and a high rye bourbon. I have both of those for us to try, but first. Um, let's jump to, um, jump back to the interview so that we can hear what Josh had to say about the brand's rye collection. But hold that thought because we're first, we're going to jump just to a quick break. So we have the, we have the rye whiskey, um, and then we have the high rye bourbon and forgive me, I got to get my cheat sheet out. I don't know how nerdy your, um, your listeners are and want to hear some mash bills, but. Oh, we, we uh, love mash bills. I don't know if our listeners do, but we like but them. You got, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, if I can find it. So the rye whiskey is 95% rye, okay. uh, 4% malted barley, and the 1% Ohio apple. Um, whereas the high rye bourbon, um, because obviously um, as a bourbon, it has to be at least 51% corn. Uh, it's 64% corn, 35% rye, and that 1% Ohio apple. Mm-hmm. So this is going to give you the rye uh, spicy kind of characteristics. Yeah. It, but also it, the smoothness from the corn. Yeah, it, uh, it tastes It tastes like, uh, that's exactly what my thoughts were. I was like, this drink's really smooth, but you definitely, it's, it's very clear that it's a rye. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you get that rye spice right off the bat. It makes a damn good Sazerac. Oh. Yeah. Not to say don't use Sazerac in your yeah. in your Sazerac cocktail, yeah. but yeah. this is a if you're in Cincinnati or you grab a bottle of this, yeah. it's a good alternative for your Sazerac. Very cool stuff about the uh, the rye and the high rye bourbon there. Um, in front of us, we have is this the rye whiskey? We have the rye whiskey first. Fantastic. Let's let's give it a give it a taste. See what we think. I'm getting a lot of apple on the nose. Uh, so right. I was I was gonna say the same thing. Almost like a kind of spicy apple. Yeah. Green. Now, being from Cincinnati, Jenny, is there a lot of apple orchards kicking around? Not that I was aware of, but um, they call it Ohio apple. I'm not sure they call it Cincinnati apple. Okay, um, so it could apple be from... Apple picking was a thing, but it wasn't like a big thing. See, now, Parker and I are from the great state of Florida where mm-hmm. we have orange groves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, go Gators. I, guess, go. We, I, yeah, I guess it's all about the apples in Ohio then. 
Well, good. Yeah. I'm, so I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Well, the orange <laughs> groves in uh, Ohio suck from what I hear. So I'm, I, why would they be good? <laughs> like <laughs> everybody's got their own thing, I guess. Everybody's got yeah. their own thing. That's right. Yeah. The climate's all wrong. We're, we're really good at yeah. corn. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now this is me. Yeah. This is really good. This is better than when I tasted it. I feel like the first time I really like this. It is always better the second time I've heard. There's something. There's something what does about that, that remind me of? Um, oh, old Forester rye. Well, no, it's probably maybe it's something like MGP because it's 95 percent rye, four percent malted barley. And then the thing that makes it different is, is the one percent Ohio apple. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That's really good. Well, you know, their 95 percent rye that I love is New Riff. Well, but that's because their distilling uh, tradition came from MGP, though. I think yeah. I would really like that particular rye whiskey though in a manhattan i think that would be good as a manhattan this is great though this this kind of reminds me of a god this, it's, it's the right amount of rye that 95 yeah. rye i like a high rye rye uh-huh. um but then again i like a lot of whiskey so it's i don't like to narrow it down like that well it's just a really easy drinking 90 proof spirit i mean it it's um i'm not getting a ton of uh Additional flavors on the on the taste. Mm-hmm. It's very balanced. I feel. Yeah, like. I, I, I get, I'm sorry. So, I mean, I do get a lot of that apple though. I get I get the apple. It's For present. Sure. A little bit of their like spicy fruitiness, which you get in a lot of when high rye rise. You get a lot of. But to be fair, though, but that's not, not the high. That's just oh well, yeah, it's just a rye whiskey. But yeah, and it's not like though like apple cordial like spirits like no no no, just, no. It's yeah. just yeah. like yeah. Like, yeah. like notes of apple. But yeah. this is great. Um, Wow, like I, this is great. Like it's not no, it's not like Old Forester, but I like it on the same level. It's interesting because I don't so like I don't like all rye because sometimes I think the rye flavor is too much, and I don't think it's too much here. Like you mentioned, it's very well balanced, and I feel like I could drink that on its own. Yeah, it's got the spice there, time, but it's not a lot of different overwhelming. Ways. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that if you did like something with lower rye percentage, higher malted barley percentage, that that apple just wouldn't be as well balanced with the rye. I think no. this does a really good job. I like the idea of the note of apple coming through too because that is something is that is so prominent across their whole ma- all of their mash bills. Yeah. Like I like the idea that with some of them you really get that flavor. You know what that kind of reminds me of? When you make jam and just add like a little bit of like apple um, or like lemon juice to you don't even notice that it's there but like it's there. It just makes it, does it better. A, a better yeah. example for me would be when you're making hot sauce and you add a little mango. Oh, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm getting a lot of mango on the nose, mm-hmm. but not on the palate. We'll see if we get any mango on that hot sauce barrel bourbon later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be smart. That would be smart. That's All right, great. so next we've got in front of us the high rye bourbon. Um, this is one that I haven't tried yet, so I am excited to give this a taste. So I did take a peek at their website to see how this compares to their other bourbons. So he said that this was something like 64%, I think. Mm-hmm. And this yep. is uh, their their standard is 74% corn, 21% rye. So this is kind of exciting. Yeah. What, what is the rye percentage again? I'm sorry. Uh, so this the standard Ohio straight bourbon is 74% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley, and 1% Ohio apple. So when I asked at the... So when we were deciding what we were going to taste during the interview, the bartender and Josh were arguing because one of them was like, oh yeah, the high rye bourbon is so good. And Josh was like, no, the rye whiskey is better. And like it was just like... So like... There's definitely like some people think one like prefer one over the other. So I'm curious to see like from my perspective. That makes sense. Sometimes the hardest choices are between two good options. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Well, immediately this has a familiar nose. I mean, it's the corn just <clears throat> yeah takes it right into the ballpark that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I don't get anything super um, unique on the nose. That's pretty good. It's definitely drinking it right after the rye. It it definitely is a more like muted spice note to it, relatively. But yeah. I, I feel like I get more complex flavor from it though. I would agree with that. There's more depth of character, I think. Yeah. How long is this aged? Do we know? Um, most of their stuff is about. It says at least two. So two so, to three, two probably. Two to three, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, Something under four, probably. That is honestly blended. for that age. Like this is more, more complex than I would think. Both mm. are great, but yeah, I would say I I like both for sure. Um, this I like the com the complex flavor of this. Now, what I am going to say is this: I'm looking at their website, and of course, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm looking, they have a single barrel that has a much higher proof to the bourbon, 122 proof. But um, that is, of course, their standard bourbon mash bill. I'd love to taste this at a little higher proof. This is 90. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, you spend enough time sipping whiskey and you feel like you kind of get the real character of it when it's sometimes at a higher proof. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it doesn't deliver. But I'm going to disagree with you on this. Um, not that I wouldn't like to try that. That'd be great. But uh I actually like it at this proof because, like, I feel like I could drink like four or five of these, and I wouldn't be upset about it. Well, I think we're, uh, yeah, I think we're talking about different things, though. Like, yeah, this <laughs> sure. is like if I'm going to be drinking this at, you know, we're socializing, being convivial, and all that. As yeah, we drink four or five are. of them, right? You want to drink four or five? But, but as I, as Josh mentioned, that is what he wants. This that's what they want this right. brand to be. They don't want it yeah. to be that super expensive, like drink one and done, because it's you know. I just want to like sample what they're putting out there, and that's what's exciting is that for those of us you mm -hmm. know who host a podcast about uh, spirits, you well, can. There's a lot of us out there, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, these days, so it's cool though that they do offer that single barrel for people that want to just see what it's like. Kind of nose into the the real untampered yeah. spirit, and they do have they do have a handful of single barrels. We actually have one right there. Um, not much left, but that was on our bonus episode. But no, like I think they are, especially with the level of creativity they seem to want to put into this um, distillery. I would imagine that some higher, you know, higher proof stuff is coming along. It's just. You know, they've only been around for a couple of years, so. Hey, Jenny, what's the proof on that single barrel that we have left over there? Let me check. 120. All right, pour that for John real quick, please. This is important. We're audibling on the rundown. It's okay. It's okay. It's still going to have, so this is a, this is a limited release single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. So this is just. Yeah, this is like what they say on their website. The mash bill is um, about ten percent less corn, and temp or excuse me, ten percent more corn, ten percent less rye. Right. So theoretically, should be a, a hint, a hint sweeter. I know our listeners can't see this, but like watching John like like nose and then taste a a, a bourbon like that. It's I'm assuming that's what it was like to watch like Michael Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel or like Picasso. It's magic. Good work. Like it just an artist in his medium. Well, is what, what I'm seeing right here. I will say that. That does not drink at 120 proof, and that is phenomenal. That's really, I think that, you know what I like a lot uh, are d new distilleries that are able to make a product that is relatively younger than what other more established distilleries can put out, Sure, but make a very, very good tasting. I want you to know that this also says age two plus years, yeah. so it's not anything like, you know. This reminds me of distillers like Wilderness Trail and New Riff, you know, mm -hmm. that are getting a lot of attention. I mean, this is a... a this shows that 
if you have could distill it or there's something else than just extra age going yeah. on. It's a quality at the start, which makes a big difference down the road. And it's clear with this particular distillery that there is quality at the start. Oh, nice job, guys. Yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> we still have more to come, though. So um, next up, um, I asked Josh about the flavored whiskeys they have at Cincinnati Distilling. They actually have quite the spread of those. So let's check that out. So it looks like you guys have a, a, a handful of flavored whiskeys here, too. You've got the Applejack, like you mentioned. We've mm-hmm. got the cinnamon we're about to taste. And you have a honey whiskey, too. Yes. Yeah, so what um, what kind of drives those? Is that just part of the whole creativity and trying to try new things? Yeah, it's, it's basically the whole creativity side of things. Um, and it's also, you know, being able to have something for everyone. It's kind of a theme of what we do across our different companies. Sure. Um, because when you, when you go to a distillery, right... You're basically just trying different bourbons or whiskeys or if they make a gin or something like that. And you're kind of pigeonholed in just that stuff, right? Right. If you go to a brewery, most breweries nowadays are bringing in spirits. But there's still breweries that you go out to and it's like, oh, like it's only beer. Like what about your cocktail loving friends or, you know, ciders and stuff like that. So it's kind of a theme across our company as a whole is just having something that anyone would like. Um, so the flavored whiskeys are are that basically. I do love that because there are so many times that I go to a brewery and I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm just not in the mood for beer today. Yeah. And so and so a lot of those places don't have liquor. They mm-hmm. don't have you know anything else to offer. So I do like the idea of that. And also, not everybody want not everybody wants to just drink straight bourbon. Like a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people are gonna want the flavored. Mm-hmm. You know something more more interesting or a little bit. Um, different. So yeah, that's cool. And I will say the, the one thing that I, I pride, um, our team on is when we do a flavored product, we're not going to a flavor company and ordering an extract and dumping, you know, whatever in it. There's a lot of places out there who do that and you know, the products turn out okay. Right. Um, but the fire brigade that we're about to try, that's, it's a cinnamon whiskey and um, our team literally sits there for a half a day and they break open cinnamon sticks that we order in from a company and we put in, we put them in a cheesecloth and we dunk it in this giant vat of whiskey and we just let it sit there for, I think it's about a week. I don't think it's a whole week. I think it's like five days or so. Yeah, okay. Um, and it infuses that cinnamon flavor mm-hmm. uh, and it is back sweetened a little bit, um, not a ton. Um, but it's real cinnamon. Mm-hmm. So when people, you know, you, you tell them about this and they're like, oh, you mean like a fireball? Like yeah. it's not, no. it's not fireball <laughs> I, at all. I, I didn't expect that it would be like yeah. fireball. And when you smell this, it does, it doesn't taste like, you know, manufactured yeah. cinnamon. It tastes like cinnamon sticks. Yeah. So like it's, or it smells like cinnamon sticks. I haven't tasted it yet, but, but yeah, that's awesome. So what's the story behind the fire brigade, brigade uh, title on there? So uh, this is actually one of our more interesting products. Um, so this originally was a um, collaboration with our local fire uh, department union. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our original brewery and distillery uh, is located in Sycamore Township, Ohio, uh, which is where Sycamore Distilling originally came from. Um, and so they uh, would come to our breweries uh, and do events, whether it was someone that got promoted, someone that got that was retiring or, mm-hmm. you know, or they wanted to do a fundraiser for like the muscular dystrophy association. And and we became really good friends, um, with the fire department and we still are, uh, to this day. 
this weekend, we we're actually doing a big um, fundraiser for the uh, Chip Terry Fund for first responders. So uh, the money goes to help like fallen firefighters, families and things like that. Um, so we got together and we said, hey, we're going to make a cinnamon whiskey. And I think if there was anyone out there who would want to collaborate with us on this, it would be the fire department, right? Right, yeah. Uh, so we got together and we did some test batches and we sat down and, um, you know, we dropped it and did a huge event. Um, we raised like over $10,000 for the Muscular Dystrophy Association with our launch event. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah, and we donate um, some of the proceeds from this whiskey to... Uh, the Muscular Dysphoria Association to this day, which is really awesome. Very cool. So, I did sip a decent amount of that while you were talking. It's easy drinking. It really is, man. <laughs> like, it's really good. And it's, like I said, like that cinnamon flavor, like, you really get the spice of it. It's not mm -hmm. just, like, sweet, sweet, sweet. It's just, yeah. like, you get the spice of it up front, like, right, right, right as you first taste it. Yeah, which, um, I mean, we did design it to be uh, really easy drinking because not only do you have the cinnamon flavor, and, and it is back-sweetened a little bit, but it's only, I believe off the top of my head, I think it's 68%, uh -huh. um, uh, or 60, or sorry, 68 a, or proof. Yeah, not okay. ABV. Okay. It's not 68 We got there. We got there. Uh, that, that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's supposed to be an easy sipper. Um, you know, when you come to any of our bars, you're not doing shots of fireball. You're doing shots of fire brigade. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> so. it. That's awesome. I got to say that is really cool. The fire brigade, I know we're not going to try it right now, but it's a, the meaningfulness behind having the Cincinnati Fire Department a part of that is really cool. I have family members in the Northern Kentucky area who were who are retired firefighters. Basically Cincinnati. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, Todd, my uncle Duna and all uh, Jeremy yeah. and all them. So that's really neat. No, really cool stuff. Uh, the fact that they make it absinthe is awesome. Mm -hmm. That also I would I think that they could you could do an absinthe with their rye and make a Sazerac out of that. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, like Josh even said, you know, Sazerac with the rye. So, you know, yeah. like he's, yeah, he's, he's onto something there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really cool. You are too. Now, Jenny, tell us about what we got in front of us here. So, um, along the lines of the flavored whiskeys and everything we just talked about, um, we have the honey whiskey in front of us. The honey is from Don Pop's Honey Farm, which is a local honey farm in, in, uh, in Cincinnati. So, you know, once again, they're trying to stick to the local products and try to infuse that into what they're creating. I love it. Honestly, like anytime you you can you have a place that's just going really local, mm -hmm. it's just so cool. As you know, like anytime we go, we travel around, we love going to local places. Yeah. Also, Don Pop's Honey Farm kind of sounds like you go there on the day of his daughter's wedding and you can ask for any favor. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That's, that's, that's great. I'm so happy you just said that. Um, Ooh, smells good. Yeah. First, first uh, note here. Smells good. By the good. way, this was one of the ones that I was like, Josh, like, what else should we try? Like, that I don't mm -hmm. have here. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you have to try the honey whiskey. So I have high expectations. Yeah, it smells really complex on the nose. Like, there's some honey on it, but it's not overwhelming. No, it's not. It's not obvious. Ooh, what's the proof on this? Um, I can find that out for you. Ooh. Do we know? Do we know? Man, that, I don't know, but that, the, um, the finish is all honey. Yeah. It's so good. Made with 100% natural honey. This is like incredibly 68 easy drinking. proof. 68 proof. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I, I thought it would be sweeter in a bad way, and it's actually not. It's 
incredibly drinkable. You know what it is? I'm looking at their mash bill right now, and they have foregone any rye in it. It's just corn and malted barley, and of course their Ohio apple. And I taste the apple. But, and actually, is that is it say 98% corn and 1% malted barley? So it's 0.1% apple. It's 98.9% corn. Oh, okay, so very corn. light apple. That's incredible because mm-hmm. that, I mean... You get like that... Yeah, 98% corn could go very poorly, but it tastes really good. That's why I'm so blown away that yeah. the finish is... Um, just yeah, incredible. Wonderful, yeah. It's incredible. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like a cocktail. I know. It, yeah, it's like a cocktail on its own, but then I'm also like... I would but be, what other cocktails can I make? If I was out at a bar drinking this, I'd be afraid. You know what? This is I would drink, I would drink ten of these. And it's no one, so good. No. You would not be able to. I think that if you're going to make this into a cocktail, this isn't the the um, base spirit. This is like the spirit that you add to another spirit that's more proof because this is already so delightful on its own. This is going to make something else better. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That, man, no, I agree with you. Like, I feel like this is like. It's the, the sec- it's the secondary thing to a cocktail, but it's gonna it's gonna make something phenomenal. And yeah, I don't like know the... I'm not, I don't know what that cocktail is yet, but in my mind something well, is there. What's the what's in the bee's knees? I feel like this could be, you know, a variation. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Um That's you know, a that's a great cocktail. Um yeah. I don't yeah. It's it's pretty much like like a clear spirit and honey, pretty much, right? Oh my like, God, so I just opened can... I just opened this. It's just like is this this is the peppermint now that we're moving peppermint. on to? Peppermint, yep. I I just got the smell I and I was like, I can't speak highly Whoa! enough of the honey whiskey. <laughs> um, I want to thank the good people at Don Pops. You guys are making a great product. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm so happy we got to try that one. And uh, I mean, no, good I'm, job, guys. This is awesome. I'm definitely a little bummed. I was trying to get the peanut butter whiskey because we're going to do a peanut butter whiskey episode, and they didn't have it in stock when I was there, so we weren't able to get that one. But that's well, okay. I'm going to assume it's better than Screwball, and we'll move along. Also, yeah, just move along. Yeah. Also, we do travel, so you know, let me know. Yeah, I'll stop by. Make sure you get the have. Have a tasting bottle. We'll travel. <laughs> I'm I'm blown away by how good that honey is. That's I kind of want another one another thing after one. another. Right? Like every time we go back, we're gonna have to get more bottles. Oh, I pl- I plan to get. They're gonna ask me to leave. I'm gonna get aggressive. Once that, just, <laughs> I'm assuming they're gonna have a bar in their new distillery when it's finished. We're gonna go. No. I, I literally looked at Airbnbs nearby the distillery because we're going to get hammered there because there's not only that and there's all there's also breweries around there. Like we need to be staying like walking distance from that place when we go to visit. Yeah, crawling distance. I think crawling is what distance. You're looking for. Yes. And hopefully an Airbnb that has a lot of coconut water and <laughs> John, John, John's got very <laughs> extravagant tastes. Well, you know, you got to replenish. You got to replenish mm-hmm. people. Re- revitalize, rehydrate. <laughs> yes, yes. Like they stock Pedialyte in their fridge. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Pedialyte, <laughs> coconut water. You know. <laughs> All right. So we now have Ooh, the that's pepperminty. Huh? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I, Parker spoiled it. We have the peppermint schnapps in yep. front of us now. Well, what if it was something else though? But <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's pepperminty. <laughs> Yep, it's there. That it's, is, it is ooh. strong. That's that's like Chris Kringle just walked in the room. I know, it, like it's perfect timing. We like should be bake, putting this in desserts. Leaning this is towards Christmas. Also, I'd like to add, go Bearcats! Um, as a Cincinnati Bearcats fan, I know nobody else here cares. Well, because I mean, what's going on with the Bearcats right now? I mean, they're in the college football playoff for the but, first time. I mean, yeah. When was Florida in it? Oh, we don't need you to know, be in it. We that's, were. <laughs> I'm sorry. You win two national championships and, uh, you know, the late two, the late aughts, and next thing you know, everybody forgets up, your name. And don't forget about the one in the 90s we also won. Oh, no, who can? I'm not going to lie. I did forget about those. 
Yeah, 06 and 08, it's great to be a Florida Gator. <laughs> Have you even heard of Tim Tebow? I Remember that time you beat the Steelers, Jenny? I do. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but, I thought um, you liked that. I'd still like to mention Go Bearcats. They're in the college football playoff. It's a really big deal, and I'm very I, fired up for them to play for a national championship. I truly am very happy for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm rooting for them. Thank you. All right. Peppermint schnapps. Let's taste. Yep. Candy cane on the nose. Let's yeah. Oh honest. my god, hundred percent candy cane. It's thank you for saying it because I was thinking it. Oh, this is a molten candy cane. I don't know that I ever would have thought. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> I, ha- I, now, couldn't, I couldn't finish that. I, I'm sentence. not. I'm not hundred percent. They just didn't melt a candy cane, and that's what this yeah. is. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, movie hall. Oh yep. my hundred proof. Like that is dangerous as hell. Yeah. Um, we hundred percent need a bottle list because I have to give this to Harrison. Yeah, we. Yeah, you absolutely uh, do. Uh, who friend of the show? That's going to be dangerous as hell. Who for who him loves uh, peppermint schnapps. This is. Exactly what we need. In our this lives. reminds me of that episode of South Park where all of the parents yeah. are getting drunk on peppermint schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> or no, it's, it's, it's more schnapps. 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 Yeah. And there's a Civil War reenactment. Great episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, this is man, so dangerous. This oh is good. This is so much. This is better than Rumplements. I'm. I'm 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 brave enough to say that. Well, I never had that, but I. Would By the way, another you. thing we need to do when we're in Cincinnati is we need to go to Graders. Yeah, I agree. Um, Graders is great. Uh, Frishes, I agree. Big boy. Um, um, you Skyline? Know, Sky, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, obviously not from Cincinnati. No, I'm not. <laughs> he wasn't excited. Gold Star? I'm one. sorry, no. Oh, Gold Star. Gold Star can go fuck itself. Whoa. Um, <laughs> does, I want to apologize I to our sponsor, Gold Star. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. She does Be not in speak second for, place. Uh, Gold Star does not speak for this podcast. I'm, I'm now, sorry. Now, who in Cincinnati does eat Gold Star? How does Gold Star stay in existence? I mean, somebody eats it. I don't know who that is. There's a whole segment of this population that we don't understand. The, so there is something. So one thing that I will say, um, Skyline is a main sponsor of the Reds. Gold Star is a main sponsor of the Bengals. So when you go to a Bengals game, you're eating Gold, Scar- Gold Star if you buy their chili. Who's eating chili at a football game? Well, it's cold, it's Parker. It's Cincinnati. I, I, that's, that's true. <laughs> Parker, you know the same thing. Right. I don't the understand The same Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? D- yeah, These people need that. Hold on. Uh, you know I'm a, a Don't pretend to understand it. <laughs> no, but when we go back to Cincinnati, Parker, we need to go to Dosher's Candies, and we need yeah. to tour the candy factory. I like Stop drilling. You hit oil. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm in. It's, I'm, all, it's Valentine's Day, Jenny. I'm, oh, man. It's always val- almost Valentine's Day, so... Get that, get that box of chocolates. It, it, I mean, it's Christmas, but yeah, yeah we're getting yeah. there. I, I'm interested to buy a candy cane from that candy store and this taste it bottle. next to Look this. At it. Like oh, yeah. the bottle, like it's like that's a cool bottle. It, I bet it tastes exactly like this. It has yeah, wait, so what's candy on the bottle? So the mash bill on that, it's it's a wheat. It's a weeded whiskey. Is that on the peppermint? Ninety nine point nine percent wheat. Point one percent. Ohio wow. apple. So yes, oh, wow. it is a wheat whiskey. And they use. They have been making candy canes by hand for over 200 years. We use the same peppermint that they use in their world-famous candy canes. It has a lush mouth feel and intensely refreshing minty taste. You know, that's a really good point. It is a, it is like a very um, viscous. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, agreed. Um, that's a great tasting note, actually, because it is intensely refreshing. I would agree with that. Why do people even listen to this podcast? They could just get on their website. Just kidding. Um, because that, the dulcet tones of one John Shepard. However you use that peppermint schnapps, that is going to be dangerous, being 100 proof. What do you put peppermint schnapps in other than, Shots. you know, other, <laughs> uh, other than your uh, mug for uh, college sure, football I'm, games? I'm sure there are cocktails for that sort of thing. Yeah. And a variety of things you could uh, 
put it in. But yeah, it, this is this is the best pepper schnapps I've ever had. I'm Absolutely, not yeah. exaggerating. No, it really is. I am not. They, no one paid me to say this. This is the best pepper schnapps I've ever had, and I've had a number of them. Also, I feel like I don't even need to brush my teeth now. No, we're good. I'm no. so minty fresh. You're, You're good till good. tomorrow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there's fluoride in that. So, all right. So we got the peppermint schnapps down. The next thing that is going to happen is we are going to toss back to the interview where I get the very first taste of the hot sauce barrel bourbon. So she's very arrogant about. It, I'm just saying. Let's. Wow, Jenny. I wasn't trying to be arrogant. I was just trying to say, let's see how it went. So before we taste this hot sauce barrel bourbon, yes. I do want to bring up, you've got a Voltage brand, the yeah. Voltage brand here. So that includes, it looks like a vodka, a peppermint schnapps that I believe is 100 proof and an absinthe. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that uh, line there. Yeah. Uh, so the so all of our brands that aren't whiskey have their own brand names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Voltage started off as just the um, vodka. Uh, it was just vodka for very, very many years. Um, and then the first kind of offshoot that we did was uh, three years ago, we came out with the peppermint schnapps. Um, the owner of the company knows... Um, the family who owns um, Dosher's Candies, which is here in Cincinnati. They're like one of the world's largest manufacturers of candy canes. Uh, they're all still handmade to this day. I've been to um, their factory. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, they've got these huge like taffy machines and oh they literally have these huge logs and they make the, the twirl, the twists by <laughs> hand and oh my, it's ridiculous. So I want to go. <laughs> it, it is so cool. I think they do tours and stuff. So, oh I mean, ne- next time you guys are down do here in Cincinnati, yeah. go to Dosher's. Yeah. Um, but um, so we did the schnapps. It's 100 proof peppermint schnapps. You don't know it's 100 proof. It's super dangerous. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then we did an absinthe because why not? We're basically making everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I always make the joke that if it's if it's a liquor, we either make it, we made it, or we're going to make it. Um but the absinthe, I'm telling you, that is, uh, I mean, it's a slow-moving product. Not a lot of people buy it, but the people who do buy it yeah. and being able to give someone uh, a locally produced absinthe, um, it's it's super cool. That people is People get really, really excited. Cool. All right. Now the scary we're, part. We're doing it. Okay. So, um, all right. So, my first question about the hot sauce barrel bourbon is mm-hmm. why? Uh, <laughs> why not? Um, I think that's what I wrote in the thing on the website. Um, so, like I said, we have partners um, that buy used barrels mm-hmm. from everybody. There's there's yeah, probably that's about... Like, that's like a whole like industry now. Secondary yeah. market kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and so every few months or so, when we're getting squirrely and want to do something fun, we yeah. go, all right, let's see what they have, right? Yeah. You know, and a lot of times it's a lot of tequila, it's a lot of rum, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of bourbon, uh, especially when the breweries are looking for it. But we look for fun barrels that no one's like, who the heck is going to age whiskey, bourbon, or anything in a hot sauce barrel? Um, they wouldn't tell us um, who um, this barrel was from. Okay. Um, but I personally only know of one hot sauce that is bourbon, or that is barrel aged, and that is Tabasco. Okay. So I can't claim it. I don't even think I can legally claim it, but... I'm going to, I guess We're leaning it's that the, way. Uh, it's a itching suspicion yeah. that it's probably a Tabasco <laughs> barrel. Yeah. Um, so we put, we put in the barrel 
And we tried it maybe a couple days in, and we're like, eh, yeah, all right, it's, it's whatever, right? Then we tried it like, you know, five days in, we're like, oh, it's getting hotter or whatever. And then we tried it like a month in, and we're like, oh, yeah, okay, it's getting, it's getting hot, but like, it's not really what we wanted. And then wh- whatever the last time we tried it, it was like, damn it, that kind of went a little too far, <laughs> right? So I'm not saying it's, it's bad. I'm just saying like, I always warn people, like you have to be a hothead, right? Like you have to love... <laughs> hot sauce to 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 like this bourbon so let me tell you something parker and i grow peppers at home and we recently well i say i say we parker recently took a bunch of his habaneros that Mm -hmm. he grew and made made a bunch of hot sauce out of it Mm -hmm. so yes we love hot sauce enough to make it ourselves good so (laughs) then you'll like it so we're very curious about this but it's also just like like it's curiosity and like I'm terrified at the same time. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and also this does not smell like yeah. spicy at all. Yeah. Um, and here's hoping because I, I haven't had this in a while, so <laughs> I don't know if the spice fell off. So I might have oversold the oh, spiciness, man. but I hope not. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's there. <laughs> but honestly. I mean, it builds. That being said, it does build. Yes. It's like, I feel like it started at the beginning of my tongue and mm-hmm. it like worked its way back to the end of my tongue right. and it just keeps going. And it's like going, you feel the, it's the warmth, like, yeah. you know, when you, you take a swig of bourbon, it's that warmth that kind of goes in your belly or whatever. Yeah. But it's hotter than that. Yeah. And it just kind of sits on the tongue. Like you don't feel it going down, or at least so far, mm-hmm. I don't feel it going like down, right. down the pipe. I just feel it on my tongue. But... Yes, it's spicy. Yes, you have to like spice to like it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're like, it didn't blow my doors off. Yeah, like, all like, right, next time we'll make it spicier. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessary, but. Yeah. No, I. It's, it's pleasant. I understand uh, why you, you sell it the way that you sell it, but I don't think it's as bad as I was imagining mm-hmm. based on how you sold it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my fiance is the kind of person where. Uh, you know, she'll be like, oh, like, I love spicy foods, but, like, when she gets anything spicy, she's like, well, she's like, how spicy? And I was like, oh, it's not spicy at all. And she's like, she'll try it, and then yeah. she'll be like, what, this is super spicy, I hate it. And, and I'm like, well, it's not spicy to me, you know, so yeah, that right. level of spice is always, yeah, like, two yeah, levels. Yeah, everybody has their own yeah. tolerance for that sort of so thing. So now that I know that you guys are, like, spice heads and, like, yeah. make your own hot sauce and stuff, maybe yeah. I did oversell it. Yeah, maybe bit. a little bit. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of your your spirits and tasted a few of them. Where can we find all of these spirits currently? So, uh, so currently, uh, you're actually in luck. So currently, uh, we are in Ohio, right? Obviously, we're in over 200 liquor stores. Um, if you go on ohlq.com, you can type our products in. Unfortunately, some of our stuff are still under the Sycamore name. Um, there's still Sycamore products out there, as you saw. Uh, so if you're looking for a specific product, search Cincinnati and Sycamore, see what pops up. Okay. Uh, it'll bring up a map. It'll show you exactly where to find it. You can get it at any of our uh, locations, the March 1st Brewing, uh, Fig Leaf Brewing, uh, Woodburn Brewing, and then once the distillery in Milford's open. Um, and then for uh, the Chicago listeners out there, we mm-hmm. actually are with a company called, um, it used to be called Big Fish, but now it's Spirit Hub. Uh, and you can get our products. I think it's just the bourbon, the whiskey, and the vodka currently okay. um, delivered to your house. Great. Um, but um, 
it's all under Sycamore still. Okay. They still they still have some back stock of stuff. Uh, once they start receiving the Cincinnati distilling stuff, that all that marketing and stuff will change. So if you're on spirithub.com, search for uh, Sycamore Distilling, okay. and it should pull up what products are available uh, in Chicago. Awesome. So, okay, my last question, and if you say no, I'm not going to be offended. Okay. Should we seal this interview with a shot of Malort? Yes, 100%. <laughs> we can either use one of these glasses, or I can go get a clean one. Mm. Although, does it really matter with Malort? We're, sh we're shooting Malort. We don't need clean glasses. <laughs> I'm doing mine out of my hot sauce one. So I am, too. I'm doing some spicy Malort. <laughs> or you could pour, I could pour. It doesn't matter. There you go. Well, it's going to be a hot sauce-laced Malort shot. Here we so, go. And you guys at home can't see. I wore my Malort hat today. Yeah. So. so, by the way, you were talking about, I have to mention this. You have you were talking about um, the, the candy factory that mm -hmm. you were at. Um, there's a great bar in Chicago called Nisei Lounge, okay. and they sell the most Malort in the country. Yeah. And um, they have, if you follow them on Twitter, they do a hashtag Nisei Labs. That's N-I-S-E-I -E okay. Labs. And they always are trying to infuse Malort with different things. But during Christmas, they always put candy canes in it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Is, so I heard this. I heard this. I don't know if it's a rumor. Do they, do they have like a traveling trophy? that goes to different Chicago bars, whoever sells the most Malort every year? Or is that like an urban legend I heard somewhere? I don't know anything about that. And also if that is true, it has been at Nisei for like a forever. long time. <laughs> I just, uh, someone- They have like a, so they have like two sides of their bar mm -hmm. and one of them is like a normal looking bar and the other one is Malort bottles. All right, I need to go to this place. Yeah, absolutely. It's near Wrigley Field. It's great. It's our favorite. It's one of our, well, it's one of our favorite dive bars. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. So, all anyways, right. yeah. All right. Cheers. Here we go. Down yep. the hatch. Yep. Cheers. Oh, delicious. Just as I remember. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw they did um, special bottles with uh, Revolution Brewing. I don't know if those are still around, but if they're around and you see one, I will totally give you guys money to send me a Revolution bottle. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> so I thought it was just the uh, the label. Did they like? No, it was. It's it's infused with Antihero, which oh. is like the hoppiest thing on the planet. So, so it's worse than regular Malort. Yes. <laughs> I still want a bottle. Okay. So if you guys find one, like I will Venmo you money to ship it down here because okay. I, I want it. Okay. All right. We'll get you a bottle of Antihero Malort. Um, anyways, thank you so much for yeah. having me, for hosting, for letting me taste all of this delicious bourbon. Um, and we will get this episode up as soon as we can. I can't wait. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Bye. Man, I cannot wait to get my hands on some dusty sycamore. Oh my god, right? I can't believe that's still sitting on shelves. What is that? OHLQ? I'm going to be on the website. Listen, I heard it's selling at secondary for like six, seven hundred bucks. So if, right. you see it, if you see it in the store, you got to get it. I got to save scoop up. it up. Scoop it up. I'm really excited to try this hot sauce. Also, I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that last part of that interview. Uh, the Malort aspect of it was fantastic as a... as Residents of Chicago, we right. love we love Malort and unofficial brand ambassadors. Well, yeah, they fantastic stuff. Us, but uh, then anti-hero Malort is terrible. But uh, I will see what I can do. <laughs> I when when he brought that up, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I we we struggled to finish our bottle that we bought of that. Yeah, we really um, did. And you guys will drink anything. I yeah, you know, I like Malort. <laughs> <For real? laughs>
I like real, Malort. Though. But then Anthony and Malort hit me the wrong way. No, it was bad. But I will see face? what I can do to, f- to find our new friend a, uh, a bottle of that. Well, you know, it's like everybody's got to go and try their own thing. You know, sometimes you know it's bad, but you got to try it anyway. Sure. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I'm excited to try this uh, hot sauce infused. I was so disappointed to know that the barrel maker or the uh, hot sauce barrel is a proprietary trade secret. Yeah, we. Yeah, I wish. I, I think he wishes he knew more information on that one too. But, but that's fair. You know, that's fair. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it, I would say it just. It smells Ooh. like. It smells like bourbon. Ooh, I just tasted it. Ooh. Um, it's got some bourbon, but it's also got some hot sauce. <laughs> oh, I'll be. Wow, that finish <laughs> is real hot. I feel like Yosemite Sam over here. Yeah, it's like steams <laughs> going on your ears. Woo. <laughs> yeah. This is like that's a Bugs Bunny perfect episode. Sound, perfect sound effect. Um. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I. I I feel like I'm on a roller coaster ride here. It's just like, it, woo! Oh, and yeah. It, it it takes some time to hit you, and then it hits you, and it's it, like, it, whoa! It hits you hard, fast, and then there's like a slow but long finish. Yeah, there are... Yeah, no, it definitely sits with you. I like how Jenny laughed I feel, at that. <laughs> I, feel like it kind, I feel like it kind of sits... The... Well, the, the bourbon part of it tastes great. The hot sauce part of it kind of stays on the tongue for a while. But now, I think that's kind of like... That's if you want that, it's great. I, I personally think this is really cool finish. Like, in you know, George it Dickel doesn't had, upset me. George Dickel had a Tabasco finished product that was fine, but it was kind of mainstream. It's like the Bud Light of hot sauce finished bourbons. <laughs> Nothing against Bud Light. I, I, I don't know how oh to respond God. to that. Comment. Oh my God. But I'm saying that <laughs> this is edgy. This is different. This is cool. Like, that is mainstream. This is, you know, I live in Logan Square. It's the Brooklyn of Chicago. So, and you guys do too now. So, you got to embrace the weird. Listen, I don't dislike it. Let me start there. I see you looking at me like, oh, no, no. I mean... I don't. I don't know when I would want to drink this. I honestly don't. How about a Bloody Mary? Is that possible? Absolutely in a Bloody Mary. Yeah. You think so? But, like... It's really not even that bad, just neat the way we're drinking it right now. Like, I, it really doesn't even bother me that much. It's good. I think that, like, as as uh, the liquor in a Bloody Mary substitute, you know, that characterless ingredient that people always put in there as a spirit, <laughs> this would be really interesting flavor. Well, yeah, because usually you put vodka in a Bloody Mary, but which doesn't have flavor. I, right, characterless. I have some thoughts on uses for this. Okay. So I would love this as a shooter. And it's like, sure. I, I'm on the record. I like. Well, I'd be interested to try at least their, um, fi- their firefighter collab. Mm-hmm. The Let's fire see, brigade. I do not like Fireball, and mostly because I drank too much of it in my twenties. But uh, I would love to try. Th- like this is a shooter would be would be delightful because you get it's whiskey, but it's also a little heat to it. It's I, I think they'd be great. I would love to try this in some cocktails though, mm-hmm. a variety of them. I don't know that it would be good in every cocktail, just based on the it's. It's got a weird Tabasco, or not Tabasco, yeah. but like hot sauce. Yeah, like in Let's a Manhattan, old-fashioned, maybe not. But I would be curious to try it in all those things, because so, I, I guarantee you there's one of those cocktails that it hits just right, and it's perfect. So I feel like this is a, if we're going to use this in a cocktail, it needs to be one where the main liquor isn't this. Like, I feel like it mm. needs to be something where this is like the secondary liquor, and I haven't figured out where what that is yet. But I feel like there's something out there or there's one there's some way for me to use that. Or I like I have an idea. What if we what if we used a little bit of the hot sauce barrel bourbon with the honey whiskey? Ooh, a hot honey. 
Oh, like wow. the pizza we love from Polo G's down the street. Or like a, a dressing on top of uh, fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I have a I have a crazy idea for you. Okay. You do like a uh, a Mexican hot chocolate situation with Can like a spicy. That? That's okay. what it's called. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, where with like maybe in a, I keep going back to my revolver that I love so much. Sure. Do this with coffee liqueur. So it's like a spice, like a little bit of spice coffee liqueur with some orange with a citrus and balancing off the spice. Oh my God. Wow. You're like making drinks for the signature room here in Chicago. Oh man. That's that is fancy. That is the ticket. We're going to try that at some point. I hear I'm just like, oh man, I bet that'd make a great oyster shooter. <laughs> That's how John normally Actually. talks. A, he, he, got, he got out of his fake voice for a second there. And it's, yeah. My he boom fell, power he voice. fell right back into it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of interesting opportunities for this. So yeah. I'm curious to try in some different cocktails and I think it'd be the perfect shooter. Absolutely. So we have one thing left to try that was not on the books here. This is a real. So Cincinnati dis- Distilling also has a rum. Um, and it is a brand called Cooper Island. The I don't know if it was the distiller or the CEO, but s- somebody in the in the family fell in love with this place called Cooper Island, which is down in the Caribbean. And it's a very small island. But they so anyways, we do have a little bit of this rum for us to taste. So. Fantastic. Well, as you know, and our listeners know as well, I love rum. That's why you're a shy rum guy. Yep. Yep. And it, I'm very excited to try this. So this is, uh, what are we dealing with? 80 yep. proof? Yeah. Super interesting mash bill in that it's... What do we got? <laughs> it's pretty much all Caribbean molasses, 1% Ohio apple. That's what... In, uh, this is the only rum I've ever had that also includes Ohio apple. So I'm, I'm pretty not excited. surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine there's a whole lot of those. But well, you know, actually, you'd be surprised that there's this one island in the Caribbean. <laughs> they love Ohio apples. What can you say? It smells like rum. You should know this is a white rum for our listeners. It is white rum, yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I I was um, didn't know what to expect from an Ohio rum, but uh, sure. That's not bad. I don't know what the retail is for, but... uh. Well, you know what's fun is that um, Cincinnati Distilling is not afraid to try everything. Yeah. Like, you can get pretty much any any uh, standard spirit from them, and I just feel like it goes with the brand that they're going to give you a rum, and I bet this rum isn't going to be the same as the rum that they're going to sell you next year. Yeah, my impression of Cincinnati Distilling is this, kind of wrapping that up, is that they are not afraid to try new things, and they have really good taste. I think that they... You know, you can tell that these are not the first chance, like the products that we've tried today are the product of trying a few things. Like they, they probably are not just, this is not the first honey whiskey they came up with. They didn't just put that out on the market. Like this is definitely a phenomenal tasting honey whiskey, the peppermint schnapps. All of these things are like, you can taste that they're tested through to this being a product that's worth marketing. Very well made. Yeah. Yeah. A couple thoughts. The, uh, the rum was better than I thought it was going to be. Sure. Um, I would drink that regularly. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'd put that in cocktails. I would drink that on its own. But also, what is your fa- your guys' favorite of what you tasted today? Oh, I wish you would ask me that. I was going to I was gonna get to that soon. That's... I had one more thought before that, but oh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, what's your thought first? Um, so I, I am still getting the uh, the hot sauce. <laughs> uh, was my second thought. Was so, I, you know what's funny is I feel like I still have a little bit I'm of the peppermint and I still have a little bit of the hot sauce. That hot sauce lingers. And I'm not upset about either of them. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty good. 
But so my fa- John, what was your favorite? Let's start with you, buddy. Well, actually, so I think that I'd like to answer this as what's my favorite, but also what am I the most impressed with? Yeah, I like that. I, I like think that. that okay, because maybe you know, taste is subjective. Maybe these things are different. Um, I thought that I was the most impressed with the honey whiskey. Um, that I did not expect to get just straight up honey on the finish, and although that's not typically what I would go for, that was really impressive. Um, and my favorite looking across this, it might be, it might be the coffee, of uh, the mm-hmm. coffee cask edition. I thought that that was probably the one that I could go back to. Um, I was really impressed with. It's really good. Yeah. I, um, going off of that criteria, I would say I was most impressed by the coffee one because I, on paper, I was, I was concerned that wasn't going to be good just based on this combination. And it was really good. And like I'm, I'm going to that coffee place the next time I'm in Cincinnati. I do think it's a lot that, about that coffee. place. That's incredible. Um, and you're not wrong about that honey one. That was that might that might have been my favorite. Are I, we just like mirrors? Well, no. Like like I was more impressed by the coffee, but the honey one. You I, guys are opposites on that. Uh, yeah, honestly though, mm-hmm. I, I, the honey one. You know what? I'm gonna go second. The honey one was my second favorite. It it was so good though. Uh, I think the high rye bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I like the I like the rye. I don't disagree with the person who I can't remember if it was Josh or the bartender who liked the rye better. I than think the, it was the bartender who liked the the high rye better. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure that's the argument. The, the, the high the high rye bourbon I liked is my I think my favorite over the rye. The rye was also very good, but that that honey I think I'd put second. It was so good, and with the coffee like fourth. It was, but like all of them are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny, what was your favorite? Um, okay. I'm trying to like go by what you guys discussed. I think that my favorite is the high rye bourbon. I think I'm most impressed by the hot sauce bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. And I am surprised that I'm, I'm most impressed by that because I thought that like the way that I looked at that bourbon going into it was it was going to be a gimmick. Mm -hmm. And when I taste it, yeah, there's a lot of hot sauce on it, and I guess that could be a little bit gimmicky, but I don't. I feel like I could use that for something. Well, also, I don't want the listeners to think that this like. I don't want them to think this tastes like Tabasco with like vodka in it. Like this is so cool that it tastes like whiskey with it a finish. It tastes like bourbon. With a, yeah, it tastes like bourbon with a finish. Absolutely. Of spiciness. Yeah, there right. there is a depth of character there. But also a spice that I'm still feeling right now. Yeah, I'm still getting that spice. No, there, it's still it's, here with me. and it's definitely like it's definitely unique and it's different. But I'm more impressed by it than I thought I was going to and, be. And also, since the viewers can't or the listeners can't view this, um, it doesn't look like there's any hot. It's clear. It's, no, you know, it looks like bourbon yeah. and it smells like bourbon. And when you taste yeah. it, you get the you get that. But it's like. No, like you I would never know from looking at it I don't that it's got view, spice. I don't view that as being like a gimmicky thing. Like I feel like you could actually do something useful with that in like in a cocktail. I'm interested to try that in some cocktails, honestly. That'd Absolutely, be fun. yeah. I mean, but also like just to try it on its own too. Like that's just weird and fun and cool. Yeah. Uh, question for you, Jenny. Do they give you any timetable on when their Milford distiller will be up and running? You know, I, I don't know that I asked that question. I think it's in the spring though. Okay, so because we have to plan a trip as soon as they're open. Absolutely, we do. Because we need to check that out. There might be another interview in in store because they might have more new cool stuff for us to do. Also, it seemed like the on the rum front, they were looking to expand on the rum front once they moved into their new facility. Well, if, so. they're, if they're looking for 
a consultant on that. I'm right here. The rum <laughs> sommelier. Yeah. yeah. Rum steward. It seemed like that was something that they were looking in, like looking into for the future. So yes. Fantastic. Well, Jenny, thank you very much for doing this. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, it was so fun to go down there and you know what? I, um, it was great to be able to taste all those different things. And thank you to Josh and everybody down there at Cincinnati distilling for providing us with some lovely tastes for us to talk about here and we cannot wait to come back to visit. And um, yeah, this was great. Yeah, to all of our Ohio listeners, if you, I mean, you're already drinking Cincinnati Distilling whiskey, but get, drink more of it. It's fantastic. It's really good, top to bottom. Super impressed. Tried. Super impressed by the whole lineup. Rich, I'm glad that I'll be traveling so that I can check out some of those Ohio, Ohio liquor stores for all those dusty sycamores. <laughs> <laughs> but no, great job, guys. Thank you so much uh, to Cincinnati Distilling for. Uh, making that happen and we it was great we loved your stuff guys so keep it up we're excited to see all of your new creations going forward and very excited to visit the distillery once it's up and running so yeah you can find us at try spirits guys on instagram and uh, feel free to email us any episode ideas or if you want to talk about how great john is i know i do uh (laughs) just you can find us at uh try spirits guys at gmail.com and uh yeah we look forward we love your feedback we, uh, we always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we, we do this for you, the good people. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time here at Chai Spirits, guys. Cheers.